This is This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod. I'm Paul Stevenson. Just quickly to say, if you haven't already, please do check out yesterday's extended interview with Alan Clark, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and lead singer of The Hollies. It's a brilliant in-depth chat with some stories about The Beatles and Elvis and Graham Nash and lots more as well. Episode 83 of Vintage Rock Pod came out yesterday. Make sure you give it a listen. Right, on to today then, and it's the last day of February, February the 28th, and on this day in 1985, aged just 38, former Uriah Heep lead singer David Byron died. Byron had battled alcohol addiction for years and ultimately died of alcohol-related complications, including liver disease and seizures. On this day in 1970, the title track to Simon and Garfunkel's hit album Bridge Over Troubled Water becomes a hit as well. It rises to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, where it stays for six weeks, which is longer than any other song in 1970. On this day in 1983, U2 released their third album, War, featuring the singles Sunday Bloody Sunday and New Year's Day. It becomes their first record to sell a million copies in America. And on this day in 1966, pretty sad really, the famous Cavern Club in Liverpool, which hosted so many bands, including hundreds from the burgeoning Beatles, closes down. It does reopen a few months later as more of a tourist attraction with a souvenir shop. But for today's main show, we focus on a Grammy Award-winning album. Yes, on this day in 1984, Michael Jackson was the big winner at the Grammys, scooping eight trophies, including Album of the Year for Thriller and Record of the Year for Beat It. Now, Beat It, of course, featured an incredible solo from Eddie Van Halen, but was built and put together by the guys from Toto. Now, I spoke with Steve Lukather, one of my very favourite interviews, and asked him about working on this album with Michael Jackson and the song Beat It. You mentioned that Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney and everything like that, and you worked on Thriller and you put down tracks and stuff for Thriller and Beat It. Obviously, the big story behind that, Beat It. I think you told the story that almost that was recorded backwards as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was recorded because there was another version of it before Eddie did the solo, and somebody cut the two-inch tape, which screwed up the Simpty code, which locks all the tapes up again. Yeah. So Quincy asked me and Jeff to put the record back together again because they needed to keep those tracks first generation. And uh, so Jeff, there was no click track or nothing. Jeff had to go out and make his own click based on the, the bleed through of Michael's lead vocal in the headphones that was recorded while he was doing the vocal and Michael hitting two and four, like one, two, on a, on a drum case. And so Jeff went out and made his own click with drumsticks. Then he played the drums to that and he locked it up by the second take he, he nailed it. and so then i started putting all the guitars on it i played the bass on it and i at first i made since i knew eddie was playing on it and quincy was at the westlake audio and we were at sunset sound he wasn't even there we were on the phone going bobby here's what's going on and we made the whole record but i quadrupled the, the i made a big marshals <laughs> and everything like that and quincy's like i love it but it's too much i gotta get this on r&b radio i can't do it with these you know it's too big use one of your little fender amps and turn down the distortion a little bit you know what i mean so i had to redo that and then i went over and worked with michael and quincy on the rest of it you know and came up with some of the other ideas uh, to help them with the rest of the parts because i played all the guitars and the bass and Jeff played drums, and Michael sang, and Eddie played the solo. Phenomenal. So, I mean, 
a lot of people think Eddie played all the riffs and everything like that, but he didn't. Is you? Yeah. Wow. And then obviously the the girl is mine with with Paul McCartney and everything you worked with him. That was the first thing. That was the first thing we cut for. That was the first one, was it really? Yeah. And then, and then believe me, that was a thrill when Jeff and I got that call. We were like, oh wow, McCartney. Finally get to meet a Beatle, man. We were expecting McCartney. Wow, you know. And so that was a wonderful experience. And I'll be back tomorrow with more on this day, rock goodness. So until then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.